you go to this spot, there's something for anybody, right? There's connected industry in our campus and those guys are awesome. They want to do community events and kind of drone tours and show offs and asking about internships and how do we get a pipeline of kids coding and then this whole idea about getting teachers into industry. Um, all day, every day, these huge AI drones are taken off and landing. And, and again, these more light bulbs go off, like this whole idea about connecting industry to education, like these there's companies that should have an influencer say about what students are learning. All right, welcome back to another edition of Innovate Within, our new segment from Started Up Podcast. Uh, like in some of the other episodes, we're talking about talent pipeline, talent retention. Um, what is that long-term uh, economic outlook look like through the lens of, of students? And, and, and I'm excited today because we have two guests on because they're really embodying what it means to have a kind of a, a public partner and a, and a school corporation work hand in hand. So I, I have on Ryan Anthony and Gary Height. Uh, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks yeah. a lot, Don. Yeah, thanks for having us, Don. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I'll start off with you um, and, and Fluxbase. Tell everybody where you're located and what Fluxbase is. Yeah, so we're located outside of Philadelphia. We're in Norristown, PA. Um, we're in something called the Corbett Experience Center. Um, so we're about a, a 10,000 square foot um, experience center, STEM educational center. And our main goal is to try to help schools uh, demystify what new learning spaces should be, right? What, what's the new learning opportunities or how do we create better learning experiences, learning programs uh, for schools? So I'm actually a former uh, eighth grade science teacher, um, you know, just just saw this whole push of STEM education and maker spaces and all the really cool opportunities that that was giving students, but it was really hard to figure that out. So I always thought, you know, why not have a cool physical building um, where all that stuff could happen, where it's constantly tinkering, experimenting with future learning, and then also had that building be a place for students, um, which is awesome. So our main goal is to try to help organizations create better learning experiences, learning programs, and, and just try to find organizations and schools and leaders like Gary out there that are really doing cool stuff for kids and, and just celebrating them and, and be a resource and a physical place where all that can happen. How, how did that start? I mean, where, where yeah. the funding come from? Where was the origin there? Oh man. Yeah. So it's a crazy question. So, um, which is awesome. It's a crazy story. I'll, we'll keep it short. We'll try to, I, I get excited about it. I'm pretty passionate about how it all kind of happened. Um, it was, it was definitely awesome. So, you know, frustrated in the classroom, I uh, was teaching science, hands-on stuff, got real frustrated with just the state testing vibe and how it was more trying to get students to be compliant, over-engaged, and um, just kind of saw an opportunity to get more into the consulting uh, innovation part of it and was getting really deep into STEM education and makerspaces. And I always thought, man, it'd be really cool if I had a physical building somewhere where all this went down. Give me like an old warehouse that I could just renovate and you know, would it be a membership? So I was trying to figure out like a business model, like how would it be funded? Would we be a nonprofit? Um, and just kind of seeing other maker spaces fail and different revenue streams. So had a notebook, you know, like every cool science teacher does, like you got your Nalgene and a Moleskine notebook. <laughs> so I'm keeping notes in a Moleskine. And then um, different networks that I was in, one was uh, STEM Camp EDU, and we were a summer PD session um, for, for teachers. We're starting that back up, which is awesome. But we were looking for a cool venue, and I saw a picture on Twitter of this place that was really cool furniture and really cool, you know, this old renovated building. And I said, oh, maybe these guys would let us use their facility for a summer PD opportunity. Um, and I happened to call this man and, and the guy's name is Bill Corbett. And I called Bill Corbett and I said, this is what we are. And he invited us in and, and uh, I met him. And within the first day, 
no joke, he said, Hey, I got this like 10,000 square foot warehouse building that nothing's going on right now. And I'm, he's like, I'm thinking about doing something cool with it. And maybe it could be related to STEM education. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> so, so we did this event, you know, he was a really cool guy. Corbett Inc is the parent company. Um, him and I kind of met off and on for about two years and, and put together some kind of business plan and how it'd be structured and, and services that we would provide with the main goal of just, you know, really trying to help organizations figure out STEM education. So, about two years after meeting him and him and I talking off and on on Saturdays and late at nights and dinners, uh, him and I just kind of put a plan together and we said, hey, let's start something up together. We'll call it Flux Space and it will be this kind of really cool innovative group that just gets students excited, gets its parents excited, educators, the community and, and try to be this physical building and this brand, this organization that's just known for helping schools create really cool experiences and, and meaningful things for students. So um, I got that established with them and it's been awesome. Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, me on my mission to kind of find teachers that were doing awesome things, um, you know, Gary Height falls into my lap. And I, I think Gary reached out with an email and said, hey, this is what I'm doing with Nova Lab. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. So I think him and I set up a meeting and, and the rest has been history. So, yeah, it's been going well. It's been going real well. I love that story because like just off air, we're just talking about how sometimes happens, like things happen. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think sometimes the energy you put out, you receive back in. And so oh, when you were like, and I'm not trying to sound like the secret or, you know, you yeah. know like, if yeah. I just think about a warehouse, someone will give it to me. That <laughs> gone if that's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Great story. Then all of a sudden Gary Height comes in and by the way, I've known Gary for a while. So Gary, pick up where you left off. I mean, how did you hear about these things going down? Did he call you first? Did you hear about it? Take me through that. No. So um, I think what had happened is I, I started a class um, back in 2016, 2017. It was like a semester long class called uh, Design Lab because I've been pretty deep into design thinking and, and the design based learning uh, world for, since like the mid 2000s. And uh, I got moved to the high school in 2014. And I asked the superintendent, what's your vision for this class that you want me to teach? And she said, the first word was different. So, you know, I'll never forget that word out of her mouth because I'm, I'm always going to hold her to that. Right. So it's like uh, you've given me license. And so I started going out and looking for different and, and trying to make different. And so this class runs in 2016, 2017. It's a, a pilot of like a. Uh, an open source learning class, just like yours, Don. I think that's how we met because I mm -hmm. like I called you and I was like, <laughs> all right, I, I want to do what you're doing. Um, give me some background. And then I took it from there. Uh, class didn't run for a couple years afterwards because it didn't roster enough. But then kids started listening to me you know, I'll call it proselytizing. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I got a bunch of kids last year, the 2019, 2020 year, and we had close to 60 kids. And so about 30 in each section and two sections. And, you know, it, it became Nova Lab, which is short for Innovation Lab. Um, and, uh, you know, our vision is a collaborative community of creators driven for immense good. So the ends, uh, the ends of the kind of projects that we do are uh, really based on social impact and, um, and, and getting kids into that mindset, that design thinking mindset where you're always, you're always concerned with the end user and how do we meet the end user's needs and how do we design with rather than just designing for people. Um, 
and I saw, I, I think I was, I was at a, uh, a festival in Philadelphia called the BPHL Innovation Festival. And I took the kids down there and they're like, Mr. Right, this is the best field trip ever because we got to meet really famous people and see how innovation actually happens in the business world. And we were treated like professionals. We were in, in sessions with uh, business people and they came back like, that was the best ever. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do next? So I started tooling around the internet and I was like, wait a minute, this place is in Norristown. I, I don't know how I even found flux space to tell you the truth. I may have been looking at, um, our intermediate unit. I may have been looking at some of the things they were doing. Cause I know they had a connection with Corbett and, um, and I saw it and I was like, no, this can't be. Cause like, like Ryan, my vision is old warehouse rehabbed yeah. space for kids to, you know, fl- at like, yeah. We had redesigned our classroom already because we were all about flexibility, adaptability, um, kids being able to get to the things that they need. You know, it's 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 all premised on um, just in time learning rather than what we do now in most schools, which is just in case learning. Right. I'll teach you this just in case you might need to know the quadratic equation, whereas what kids really need is more of like a, a business model, which is just in time learning. How do I get access to the learning I need just in time to continue my project or whatever? And I saw what was going on at Fluxspace and I, I just reached out and Ryan was like, yeah, come on down. We're just really getting started. But and then we, we were down there like a month after we were at the Philadelphia Innovation Festival and the kids were like, no, Mr. Wright, this is the best field trip ever. So <laughs> That's cool. I was halfway expecting you to say, and I read this book called The Secret. And then, <laughs> and then Ryan came into my life. I don't know why I'm, I'm totally making fun of that. Um, no, but that's cool. I mean, and it is weird that all of a sudden that's in your own backyard. I do have to share a story and I'm not trying to one up because I, I, do, I did have very, very similar experience when, when your principal said something different. When I first started at Noblesville to do the innovation class, they asked me to leave my other school a little early. And I was really hesitant because I had a great, great experience at the school before, but he wanted me to take like, like not right up to the end, but like take a month to go to the school. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm not going to have any students. Uh, What do you want me to do? And he goes, I want you to drive up here and think, think and meet the community. I'm like, what? is yeah, I want you to think about how to design and build something wonderful. I want this innovation class to be great. Plus, I think the community will want to get involved. They don't know you. Yeah. So you should come up here and meet them. And he says, and also just the kids that meet, like, he's like, bud, you're going to be an elective. So they'll want to know yeah. you. Yeah. But I'll, I'll never forget that his first reaction was, I want you to come up here and have time to think. And uh, that has always, so when you said, when, when when she said, I want it to be different. You just don't hear that. No, you're right. That kind of long, that like, Hey man, it's up to you, but in general, I want it to be different. So kudos to whomever said that, Uh, if you want to get names, you can, but like, (laughs) sure. Dr. Barbara Russell. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Russell hats off, you know, for those about to rock, we salute you, man. That is, (laughs) that is next level. Just different so killer all right back to the story so ryan's all of a sudden introducing some stuff gary you're right we had already talked we'd already been doing stuff um and then all of a sudden 
you guys have kind of stepped up and, and we're starting to do entrepreneurial things. Let's yeah. talk about yeah. that. Yeah, well, and and part of it was, you know, for me, and, and this is my kind of background. So again, being that general eighth grade science teacher, and dog or Don, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug you real quick here. I know you didn't ask me to do this, but this is this is gonna be awesome. So, I'm I'm teaching eighth grade science, just totally getting bored with it. And then I don't know where I was. And again, maybe the secret book that we keep talking about. But fate has it. Thinking positive thoughts. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm getting kind of burned out and I'm like, I need to find something. I'm either at a conference and somebody brings up this idea of like genius hour and I'm like, all right, what is this? I got to check it out. And then here's this guy, Don Wetrick, writing a book called Pure Genius and I'm like, okay, I got to check it out. So I got it, I started reading it. Now, now here's how serious this book like influenced me. So I read it while I was at the beach and my wife was so taken back by me reading because I never read, right? I don't like reading at all that she took a picture of me on the beach reading this book, Pure Genius. And I got to find it and I got to send it to you because it was like, this is exactly what I want my teaching life to be. Like I started to get this taste of STEM and what it looks like, but this is it, right? How how do you create more purpose kind of driven things, more passion projects, getting kids engaged and excited. So the last couple of years that I was at my school, I did Genius Hour and it was the coolest thing that I ever did. So fast forward to what we're doing now Gary and I are talking about different entrepreneurship stuff. And he's like, hey, Gary's like, you ever hear this guy, Don Wetrick? I was like, oh, man, if I do I know Don? Would I love to know Don? So, so <laughs> he he's made like, me yeah. read. <laughs> Correct. He did. He made me read. You know, like, I kid you not, my, my mom and dad and my whole family's like, is Ryan okay? Like, why is he reading on the beach? Like, is he sick? Like, what's going on? And, you know, what's he going through? And uh, no, I just, it was awesome, man. So, again, kind of, kind of really invigorated me and got me pumped about teaching again. And, uh, I, I kind of had that same sense when I was starting flux space. It's, it's finding guys like Bill Corbett, finding guys like Gary, just, just these really cool influencers and guys that have resources that want to change education and do cool things. And if we put that all into a building, like how could that lose? So, you know, and that's where we're at now. It's this idea of what are these different networks that are out there? How can we really help educators, you know, connect industry to education and provide these opportunities for internships and make sure that what they're building at their school is something that they're going to get excited about and enjoy. And, and, you know, Gary and I talk about this all the time. Flexspace is awesome, but it's a physical building. But our hope is that we kind of inspire other schools to build spaces like this or convert their spaces to what it could look like, not just the physical mm-hmm. stuff in it, but like the mindset, the culture and the approach of what they're doing. And, and that's kind of the fun that we're having. Can, can I say for a while, I don't want schools to do that. Sure. It's going to sound counterproductive, but like, yeah. In, until we change really the culture of school by it not being at school, that's why it's not yeah. treated like school. Sure. It mean, that, that was, so I guess we can segue into, you know, what I, what I was doing at the chapter events. So, uh, and yeah. why we, we went and, and collaborated with you guys. Uh, we were having some local schools around where we were uh, at, at the school I was at and like, Hey, we don't have an innovation class here. You know, maybe you can help us, you know, start one at our school. And, yeah. and that takes a while. And, and so we started doing these monthly events where we were going to get students at a, usually a co-working space. And so hopefully students from two or three, maybe four different schools would come there. And once a month we'd collaborate and usually help a deserving nonprofit. And so that's, you know, that's where we started. And, and then we started some chapters in Indiana. And then, yeah, then all of a sudden Gary was like, hey, I'm in. I want to <laughs> do a chapter. By the yeah. way, I want you to meet Ryan. 
and and they're doing this thing at Fluxbase. And yeah. I think that that was kind of the, it's been neat because the next iteration of this, and I'm explaining this to you guys and the audience doesn't know, but obviously you guys do, COVID like made everything awful and everything great at the same yeah. time. Because yeah. getting chapters was, was you had to find the exact right teacher and the exact right, you know, would the co-working space be okay with it? Or will they open yeah. up their space yeah. to students and stuff like that? So all of a sudden, when we went virtual, um, it was easier for us because all of a sudden the, 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 the chapter leader didn't really have to do the hard work, just round up some students. And then sure. that's led us to some of the you know, fantastic guests we had this year. But it was great because like you guys were the first to say, and, and, and to be honest, uh, same thing with, with Andrew Padal there in Arkansas, you guys were among the first of like, no, we're going to open up our doors if students feel safe. We're going to open up our doors and have kids come in and collaborate and, and, and yeah. then, you know, work on these things. So uh, that was a ramble. Sorry. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah, like, you, you awesome. guys are now starting to identify some of the, and, and actually, heck, I know some of your best. I mean, like, Gary, Gary students always ask some of the best questions. And I love that because our yeah. guests the night really enjoy the value they bring. But yeah. like the one of the things that I've, that I'm fascinated to see what happens there uh, where you guys are is will the city leaders see this as long-term economic development yeah yeah, yeah it, i mean you go ahead ryan because I, I know what you're going to say so you go ahead uh, yeah no and, and again man this is just right place at right time so you know bill corbett the president he's on the chamber of commerce um and it's just real really really great guy in terms of the community and, and this whole revitalization of norristown and and how do we use you know students and their knowledge and their passions to kind of help transform a community and, and that's where we want to be at so um, you know, we are in in literally in the center city of Norristown, a smaller city outside of Philly. A lot of cool stuff going on, but but they're in need of some revitalization. So, you know, how do you start that revitalization? Revit ah, it's a big word. Revitalization process. It's with the youth, right? Providing opportunities for them to kind of be engaged with school and helping out lo local districts. So um, it's been awesome. It's, it's been open. I mean, we don't I don't want to use COVID as an excuse, but when you try to get this you know, internships, hands-on collaboration, kids are breathing on each other, high-fiving, a highly yeah. contagious pandemic yep. does not work well in that scenario. <laughs> um, but we're getting back to it, which is awesome. And with social distancing, more vaccine, whatever, man, it, it, it's yeah. happening. Things are getting back. So um, again, be in that physical building where it, all that cool stuff can happen. And it's okay if you're at this school or this private school or your home school, it doesn't matter. It's, it's if you're about this kind of future of a better learning environment and how do we make sure students are working more towards careers and passions than tests, you know, we're in a yeah. good spot. Yeah. I think, um, I think one of the key things uh, that, you know, Ryan sort of alluded to there is that back in um, like late February of last year, right before everything got shut down, yeah. we, we met, like we met, we had our very first, like we knew what we were going to do for that first start at up, um, meeting because we had it planned that we were going to work on getting students involved in helping with the revitalization of Norristown. Like when I was in, you know, when I was teaching early in my teaching career, I didn't know if I wanted to stay. So I went back to college and I was taking a master's in liberal arts and I took a, a grad class in American material culture. And uh, I did a thesis paper on Main Street revitalization because it was in the late 90s. It was big. I was getting this magazine from the National Building Museum or something like that. And it was all about 
how do we revitalize America's main streets? And Norristown has a main street. It's a county seat for us, it's, but it's, it's gotten run down. So when I heard Ryan say, hey, Bill's on you know, Chamber of Commerce and they're doing revitalization, I'm like, dude, that's in my wheelhouse. Let's, <laughs> let's put this thing together. Yeah. So uh, we're still sitting on that. You know, maybe it'll be like a, a year anniversary and we'll, we'll start it up again. So, you know, you know what, I, just, what I so enjoy hearing is that uh, I'm going to quote Tom Bilyeu, one of my favorite things. I think Jamal and I had a little mini podcast on this very quote, the arrogance of belief, Mm. how arrogant it is for an educator to think that he's going to have students that are going to be a part of the transformation and the, and the economic development. How silly. Well, no, (laughs) it's not silly. I want you to meet these kids. And I, it is that arrogance of belief that draws a lot of us together. And, yeah. and, and let me say, if, 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 for those of you that are just getting to know me for the first time, this is, this is I, I say arrogance of belief in a somewhat tongue-in-cheek way because there have been times where I have been accused of the A word. And I'm like, I'm not arrogant. I'm just really confident in what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. I mean, and I, and I, so I just, as Gary was talking about, you're like, yes, what they're doing and what Ryan's in the space they're providing is a absolutely a hundred thousand percent economic development. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and I, talking in terms of like economic developers, the sexiest term out there is yeah. is talent pipeline and retention. <laughs> yes. So it's so yeah. funny. So like like it, these because like we we have a, like heck like a lot of states that aren't California, Washington, Massachusetts, and, and you know Florida and, and New York. Every other state is battling for relevance. And so, you know, we've yeah. got some great universities here in the, in the, in the great state yeah. of Indiana, but it's keeping them. We all want to keep them. You know, we don't, we don't want them to go to Austin and Boston, that kind of thing. Sure, God bless yeah. you if you're in those two wonderful towns. But I, I like, you know, like what I enjoy is flux space is like, okay, quality of life. That's cool. We got it. Yeah. Places to collaborate. That's cool. We got it. D- like, different classes where you can pursue design thinking and, and problem solving. That's cool. Yeah. We got it. These are the building blocks that are absolutely necessary. They're an absolute necessity for places that want to be relevant. Yep. And yeah. Don, I'll, I'll I mean, add to that too. kind of, you know, the whole idea about this, this flex space. So flex space, it's about 10,000 square feet in a larger experience center. We, we kind of the, the Corbett experience center, just experience center, probably all in all to, these old woolen mill warehouses from the mid 1800s and, and early 1900s, uh, about 60,000 square feet. But we had a, a drone company move in next door called Aslan, and they're awesome. They have these AI drones and robotic drones. And the whole idea is like, any you go to this spot, there's something for anybody, right? There's connected industry in our campus, and those guys are awesome. They want to do community events and kind of drone tours and show offs and asking about internships and how do we get a pipeline of kids coding and then this whole idea about getting teachers into industry so again the the and even by that was just by accident like we had office space available and we threw it out there to a commercial real estate guy we use and he's like hey i found this drone company or this like pet grooming and we're like let's hear the drone company first so um, all day every day these huge ai drones are taking off and landing and, and again these more light bulbs go off like this whole idea about connecting industry to education, like these, 
there's companies that ha should have an influence or say about what students are learning, let them kind of tell us like what, what students do you need? What skills do they need? Because right now what we're preparing them for might not be exactly what you're going to need them for. So um, that's been a plus. So yeah, it's again, man, just the whole, that whole arrogance of belief and how it's working out is, has been phenomenal, right place, right time. And, and you, you go to things of what you're thinking about, or you know, it's just been fun. Yeah. I mean, I, Totally agree with what Ryan's saying because every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh, I've got something else cool going on here." Or wait, have you seen this 360 degree virtual reality immersive experience we just put in, or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a whole yeah. lot going on there. But you know, when it comes to you know when it, what it really comes down to for me uh, is you know what are the what are the kids going to be doing and why is this valuable? And for me, education has always been driven since like I can remember the day I opened this thing in the mail. I was still working at a, an old middle school that was built like during the work by the works progress administration in the 1930s in my small town. And um, I reach into my wooden mailbox and I pull out this thing from a design, a company that that makes paper for high end magazines. I don't know how I got it, but inside there were two posters from designers and they said, design is really about asking two main questions. Why are things the way they are? How can I make them better? And I, those two questions changed my life as an educator because they are on the wall in my classroom right now. I changed them to why are things the way they are? How can we make them better to be more like inclusive? Cause that's what we're about. But I think every educator ought to be asking that question, right? Like the first question is a question mm -hmm. of inquiry. Why are things the way they are? That's what we want our students to do, to be able to inquire, to find things out for themselves. But the second question, you know, what it calls ref what it draws reference to is the fact that students are agents of action. They are not agents of consumption who just sit in their desks and take what you give them and spit it back so they can move on to their next level of achievement or so they can ignore you and go on and do whatever they want to do. Right. So um, I think, you know, Bill and Ryan are driven by the same ethos, which is, you know, kids are capable of amazing things and i don't I, like you call yeah. it an arrogance of belief i i think it's for me it's always been like an arrogance uh, or not even an it's been just like this blithe indifference maybe to the fact that other people might question me um and i really don't care because for me like i'm about what can I, how can I get these kids to the next level without cracking open, open a textbook and without, yeah. you know, not being different, right? Like how do I, how do I maintain the charge of being different? It, it, it's somewhat of a, a blessing and a curse, right? Because you're always trying to be um, moving forward and seeing what's, what's possible. What is the, what, what is the art of the possible? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, it, it and not just the art of the possible, but like, as it goes on, then you guys have the support and, and, you know, and, and the, and the ability for other people to see it. I think yeah. that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's so important. Like it, <laughs> this has always gotten me in trouble and heck, I kind of even wrote it a little bit this in, in, in the book. If, if, if just moms and dads and aunts and uncles think that your class is doing amazing things, then shame on you. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we yeah. have this thing where we're like, you know, us teachers complain, well, the only thing they cover is the negative. Okay. Give them yeah. some, <laughs> not to quote Bonnie Raitt, but give them something to talk about, you yeah. know, let, 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 okay. 
Hey, <laughs> our class did a blank. We did an event for, we got a service or an app or something approved. Yes. And, yep. and then, and then to have the physical space to do it, man, that's, yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, actually, Ryan, let me ask. So uh, like, yep. is there any, um, you guys have got a pretty cool proof of concept in one location. Any, any plans to brand this and expand out? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Actually, we have um, some pretty cool partners. Um, again, just networks that bills in, um, you know, saying, hey, you know, the model that you guys have is awesome. Because what we essentially do is we kind of help influence and drive projects for school remodels and things like that. And, and it's not just furniture implementation, but now it's, you know, what technology is going to work, what STEM equipment should be there. It's more of kind of like, um, cons- you know, consultative, consultative sales um, if you will, or, or this idea of helping schools kind of really find these good experiences. But if we have this space that's an experience center, we need to be using it for students because that's what we're here for, right? It's 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 kind of like this whole proof of concept. Like we don't want to be the guys that just drop stuff off, sell stuff and walk away. We want to be the ones that involve educators, get them in here using the equipment, do this and that. And again, just having this be a spot um, where all this really stuff could go down. We, we've had interest from people to say, hey, I have a warehouse, I want it to be a flex space, what do I do? Or where's this or where's that? And you mentioned it earlier, it's it's kind of the same thing with the start it up. It's not something that you might just be able to put in like a playbook and say, hey, here you go, run off, go do it. It takes like that certain educator or former educator or somebody yeah. passionate about education that kind of gets it um, and, and is, you know, not it might be frustrated in the classroom and sees a better future of still impacting kids just in a different way. We're, we're kind of very, you know, taking that to heart and being very careful with how we kind of scale and how we grow it. Um, which has been great though. It's been really awesome conversations. Um, couple of locations in Pennsylvania, um, some a little bit further away and we're still working that out, but it's been fun to kind of focus on this one, get the proof of concept, have a lot of fun with what we're doing in this and, and figure out, Hey, what's the best way to scale where we're not losing the main mission and goal of what we want to do. Um, but, and it's been good. And, and going off what Gary said earlier too, and, and what you guys are talking about is I really want the culture and the brand to be like, I'm a teacher, maybe a little frustrated. I can go lean on these guys to get pumped up about what teaching should or could be right. Like a, a space to kind of experiment, um, you know, join up with like-minded teachers wanting to take some risks, but also get the administrator school board, you know, on, on board with what's going on. And that's been awesome. We helped the local district with a really cool like hydroponics program. They came to us and they said, look, we're struggling with STEM. We got to figure out what we want to do. Um, and I invited them, a busload of kids, students, school board members, which is kind of crazy, but they showed up, which was awesome. And we just did a day of STEM with them. And I'm like, this is what this could look like. This could look like. And they loved it. And then we were able to get them some things they implemented at their district. So it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, back to your question, we do. I, I think it would be awesome if there was flex spaces, you know, all over the country doing this sure. kind of stuff. We just want to be careful about what that looks like to not uh, not let go and, and miss the mission where we're just kind of seen as the other guys just selling stuff to schools. Because to be honest with you, that kind of part happened by accident. And it was yeah. more like, we can get you better deals on this or, Hey, there's 30 different robotics out there for maker spaces. Here are the five or here are the two that are really good that we really like. And here's how you use it. Here's the curriculum. Here's how it's cost effective. It's been more of that kind of solution, almost like philanthropic, giving that stuff kind of away. Um, we're trying to figure that part out, but uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. And we're meeting a lot of awesome people and, uh, you know, just looking forward to what, what this could look like uh, two years from now. That's awesome. Well, and especially as, you know, the, this, the fact that you guys started with basically unused warehouse space, 
uh, we're coming up on a time where that, you know, where the new yeah. reality is, there may be some more commercial real estate that yeah. a city might yeah, go, well, let's make use of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's where I'm, that's where I'm rubbing my hands maniacally and like, yes, because you know, yeah. if, if there's just some empty space and a city says, let's not let this make an eyesore. Correct. A collaborative yep. space for, for students to get together, you know, call our friends yeah. at flex space, man, you know? No. Um, and, and that's our, our president, Bill Corbett, he loves the old buildings, like the old history of a building and preserving that. Sure. You know, he, we might, we would rather go into a place that's about to be torn down and fix it up. That, that's kind of how it started. His, uh, his dad bought it in the seventies and basically chased pigeons out. And then, mm. um, you know, he grew the company from seven to about 80, um, over yeah. the years, which has been awesome. So again, that whole story about just the revitalization, not just of a community, but buildings and how that can help a community and, um, you don't need to knock down these things and build, you know, huge apartment buildings to kind of boost the economy. It's not, you got to start with some industry and some, some more of that kind of training and community center vibe that that's going to be there for people. So, yeah. 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 And, and, and just there, there's so, like you said, there's so many things to, um, you know, old, these old buildings you can make, you know, <laughs> they have a yeah. term here where I'm from hip historic. <laughs> there you go. You can turn a historic <laughs> place into something hip historic. Yeah. Yeah. The problem uh, is all these craft brews are buying them in coffee shops. That's who we're going up against in some locations, you know, which, which yeah. I, you know, yeah. And they can be collaborators, but sure. yeah, they can, you can also make these into innovation zones. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. I, this is something so random, but um, matter of fact, I'll have to tag them in it. I was so blown away by get this ready. Dubuque, Iowa. Nice. Dubuque, yeah. Iowa had this little innovation zone. They had, I, I was asked to go there to speak and, um, yeah. And please forgive me for the event organizers. Um, <laughs> I, name eludes me, but like they had like their, their chamber was really cool. They had some design centers and a lot of it was just like, one was like an ironworks building and I'm not doing this any justice. And I sincerely apologize to my friends in Dubuque. But uh, yeah, it's like they kind of had this. Let's let's make the old new again, and yeah. they turned it into yeah, historic places. So yeah. I like I've like okay, this is sounds well. Actually, I don't want to make the it sound like too much of a backhanded compliment, but like I like I was so blown away. I'm like I got to bring my wife here. Yeah. Well, I, like I mean. I, <laughs> No offense, like no one's, uh, boy, this is just, I just keep bearing myself. <laughs> Not a lot of necessarily people think, hey, let's go, let's go take a look at the cool hip, you know, Dubuque, but that's yeah. what I found. And and same thing what you guys are doing there. I mean, it's like, yep. you can make things really cool and and make things relevant if you want them to. And, and yeah, you don't have to build it shiny new that, like you said, that cool old warehouse and, and you know, kind of make it hip and, and you know, bring people yeah. together. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to find who the mayor of Dubuque is and apologize. Cause I, 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 I if I made it sound like a backhanded <laughs> compliment, it was not, it was enjoyable. It really was. Um, well, Hey, I, man, as always, I mean, full disclosure, I talked to these guys on more than just the podcast. So this was kind of a friendly get back together, but uh, yeah. I did want to, did want to talk about, you know, the fact that you guys are doing incredible things and, and, you know, just what steals my heart is that, yeah, you guys are, you know, driving economic development. And, uh, and yeah. really that's, that's what a lot of, we're doing a lot of this for this um, podcast 
you know, this, this new segment yeah. we're doing, we're, we're showing what economic development can look like. And I want the yep. end of that pipeline to be a 16 year old. And so the fact that you guys yeah. are doing it is so, 100%. so enticing. Yeah. A real quick, real quick example. Um, so when Gary was here with one of his students last year before COVID, uh, Bill and I kind of charged his whole class to say, Hey, if you're interested in an internship, reach out. And lo and behold, uh, a senior that graduated from Gary's high school named VJ reached out and he said, look, I'm home from University of Pittsburgh. I'm mechanical engineering. Can I have an internship? And on the spot in the email, I'm like, yep, come on in. So we pay him a couple days a week. He hangs out. He's in our makerspace. And, and that got our mind turning. Hey, well, you know, could this future of education be externships and some high school kids working for us or being in our location, helping with the indoor ag stuff and drones or this or that. So it's kind of cool that we're living it and kind of testing that out, um, which is awesome. So that's a little bit of a shout out to Gary, just producing some awesome students. And we're hoping more, uh, more kids from Perkiomen Valley come out our way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I was just listening to uh, graduation projects for my seniors. And so we put them, they, they had to do them on video because it's just easier that way. They can't come in and do them in person and whatnot. So I went through and I looked at all the graduating seniors who had taken Nova lab and I listened to, to all of them. And uh, so many of them were just like, they, they were talking about the class and talking about what it meant to have a class that, um, you know, they were, they were in charge. They got to learn about project management. They got to learn about, you know, what it meant, you know, to fail on their own um, because, you know, they didn't follow up on this or because they just ran out of, uh, went out of gas to pursue a certain project. But, you know, back to you, Don, all that stuff stems from, you know, pure genius and Ryan read it and I read it. And yeah. so, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the good works keep, uh, com they, they keep, uh, compiling and moving forward. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm biting my tongue to make one last, the secret reference. So we will, <laughs> we will end it on there. Yes. Uh, good people sending out good energy into the universe and then it being reciprocated. I, yeah. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's been a blast, uh, yeah. working with your students and, and then starting to, to really dig in and, and do some cool things uh, with Ryan and, and Flexspace. So, Absolutely. um, Ryan, real quick, like things they can find out about, uh, Flexspace, where should they go? Yeah, uh, website is fluxspace.io. Uh, that's the same for Twitter, Instagram, all that. And if anybody wants to follow up with me, uh, my email is ryan. It's R-Y-N-E at fluxspace.io. Um, send me an email and then, you know, anything cool going on in the area or beyond. Uh, you know, again, we're all about partnerships. And if you're about a better learning experience for a student, whether it be environment, you know, something else going on, we're, we're all for it. So definitely reach out. It's, it's, it's uh, exciting times. So you know, coming out of COVID, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're, we're looking forward to the next year. And uh, Mr. Height, places they yeah. should find you. Uh, so uh, pvhsnovalab.com, all one word. That's our website. Um, and then uh, we have, you can link to Twitter and Instagram off of uh, the website. But the website's full of like, you know, background stuff, blogs, uh, and also lots of links to student projects. Um, and they're really the things that, you know, they're, they're the reason we do this. So uh, that's where they can find me. Yeah. Awesome. All right, fellas, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Don, man. Yes, Appreciate absolutely. Thank Thanks, you. guys, for being on the show. All right, take care. <laughs>